Hi, welcome to the Heart of Hallmark. This is Grace Hart. Today, I'm going to be reviewing and recapping the movie Just One Kiss. The synopsis of this movie is that sparks fly between Professor Mia and lounge singer Tony through a series of chance encounters. Little do they know that their mothers are scheming to set them up. This movie stars Krista Rodriguez and Santino Fontana. And both of these um, people are new to Hallmark. I didn't see that they either one of them has done any um, prior movies with Hallmark, and it's nice to see some new faces here at Hallmark. I love that we start off this movie, bam, right in with some great music. We see Tony singing at an upscale dinner venue. So he's obviously a singer, and he's fantastic. He's a classic singer, Frank Sinatra style. And we cue over, we see Mia. She is a literature professor teaching class. We do kind of see that she's lost her zest for teaching. She's getting divorced, even though her husband doesn't want the divorce. He wants to work it out. He's been 90 days sober, and he thinks that's a good enough reason for her to work it out. But she's just done. They've been doing this for years. He says he's going to get better and just relapses. They've lost a house, we found out. So now she has to move. And she, they ha, you know, they have a daughter and she just can't count on him. And she wishes, you know, she wishes him well with his recovery. But um, she's just done. We see um, uh, one of her co-workers, another teacher, or he works at the, the college, Nick, um, that they enjoy classic movies together. So they're at this black and white classic movie and she's talking to Nick at the movies because, you know, some of us are talkers. I'm probably just as guilty. And a guy with his date sitting in back of her yells at her for talking during the movie. We see two ladies in the back, two moms. We can tell they're older, so they're moms in the back of the theater. And we, uh, one of the moms is saying, yep, Mia, that's my daughter. And telling her about the husband that they lost all their stuff to drinking, and that it's too bad her daughter's beautiful, and um, it's just devastated her daughter, and wishes her daughter could find a nice guy. We find out the other lady's Tony's mom, and she's telling Mia's mom about oh what a great guy Tony is, that he's such a great singer, and he just hasn't found the right girl, which is too bad because he's such a great guy. So the moms introduce themselves to each other and they decide to set up their kids, but without the kids knowing. So it has to seem like fate. So Mia's talking with her daughter, Sophie. Sophie doesn't understand the divorce, why it's happening. Why can't her parents work it out? Uh, She's having a hard time with this, which is totally normal. And, um, you know, so it's good that they're talking about it, though, and, um, Mia's just talking about change and that it's okay and that's just something they're going to have to get through. Next, we see the two moms out on the street sitting at like a little bistro set and we cue to see Mia is running. I guess she jogs every morning and lo and behold, Tony just happens to be on the same street. Um, We obviously know the parents have kind of worked this out. And we find that Tony is very into superstitions. There's a ladder there that he has to walk around because it's bad luck to walk under a ladder. And he does that. And we see that one of the moms is holding a black cat. And lo and behold, she puts the black cat down to run in front of him so that he ends up running literally right into Mia to avoid the black cat. So he literally knocks her to the ground. They banter. 
and uh, love the banter. Opposites attract, right? Uh, so it's kind of a love-hate banter, but the moms, you know, look at each other and realize, oh, opposites attract, could be something here, but they've literally run into each other, so the moms are thrilled. He likes her, she hates him, it's perfect. We see Mia going to get her mail and finds a flyer for an apartment for rent in there because she obviously needs a new place to live. They have to move out of the plate, out of the house that the husband lost. So she goes to look at it and she walks around and she loves it. It's in Brooklyn, has a nice view of the Brooklyn Bridge. So she takes the apartment and we see her moving in. And well, look at this. We find that Tony lives in that building. Who would have thought? We find Tony has a niece um, Bella, and Bella knocks on the door and wants to meet uh, Mia's daughter, Sophie, and invites Sophie to go bowling with her and her uncle. Mia doesn't want um, Sophie going with people she doesn't really know, so Mia and Tony take the kids bowling together. They have coffee, they talk. He asks about her job as a literature professor, you know, why she wanted to do that, and he talks about his singing, and he asks her to come to his show that night. I love the flirty banter between these two because I love it that Mia's been hurt. She's, you know, almost done with her divorce. She just had to sign papers. You know, she's still healing. She's just rebuilding. And she's very cautious. Um, so to me, that's very realistic that she's not really looking for a relationship, actually. Uh, so the, the love-hate banter, I, I really enjoy that. We find that Sophie's going to a movie with her dad, so Mia can go out, no problem there. And um, Sophie helps her to pull up, pick an outfit out, so her daughter knows she's going to hear Nick sing. Not Nick, Nick's the friend, Tony. She's going to hear Tony sing, but she invites Nick. So this is where Nick comes in. She invites Nick and his boyfriend um, to come with her, and we find it's request night. So Tony asks her what her favorite song is. Now he's got the mic, so everybody's listening. So uh, Mia, with her banter, says, you guess. She's actually shocked when he guesses correctly and um, picks someone to watch over you and sings it. And uh, her expression is great. Love the the banter with the love-hate banter. And side note, Santino Fontana is a fantastic singer. He actually has been on Broadway and he has won a Tony Award and many other awards. So he actually is a talented singer. And this movie showcases that. Love it. Um, so after the show, they both obviously, since they live at the same place, they walk in the door to the apartment place together. He's glad she came. He tries to give her a goodnight kiss, but she shuts him down at the goodnight kiss. And he says, um, that he likes her and he wants to get to know, um, know him better. He says he's a good guy. They decide for the moment to stay friends. We see the moms peering down the hallway at the apartment. They slide something under each of the, the apartment doors. Ah, I love these moms. They're awesome. Bella's dad, and Bella, not Bella, um, Sophie's dad brings her back, and Mia has to talk to him. He has to stop getting Sophie's hopes up that they will get back together. She's very adamant that it's over. Tony walks by, kind of overhears 
kind of awkward that she's, you know, having a talk with her soon-to-be ex-husband. So we find that Tony and Mia run into each other as they are, gee, redeeming their flyer for free cheesecake. Wonder where those came from. So he says um, he knows a special place where they can go together to eat their cheesecakes. Um, They got them into go containers. He's friends with the super and has a key to the roof of the building. It's not just open to anyone. They get to talk all about music, why it's important to him, and why literature is important to her, her ex, what happened. Um, We see that Tony, um, so that was on the roof. So they finished that talking bonding. And a cue's over. We see Tony uh, running into his ex at... um, on the street. She's married with a kid and, of course, married to a lawyer. And Tony's now feeling like a failure. We hear him talking to the bartender where he works that they broke up because she didn't want kids. So obviously he feels it's not that she didn't want kids. Obviously, since she has one with her new husband, it's that she didn't want kids with him. Mia has an art show to be at. Nick's boyfriend is having an art show um, that she promised she'd be at. And her ex calls last minute to cancel. He has to work late, <clears throat> which she's kind of irritated because she knows that he knew long before that that he was going to be working late and just didn't bother to tell her till the last minute. So Sophie says she was going to watch movies with Tony's niece, um, Bella. So Mia goes over to ask Tony if it's okay if she goes over and watches movies with them and stays with her while she goes out. Tony says he's happy to help. She comes to pick Sophie up and gets a show. So this is awesome. Tony sings while the girls dance along, and then they get Mia up to join with them at the finale. Um, So what a fun time. He jokes she should take him out for drinks the next night, and she says, okay. So we see breakthrough. Tony and Mia go and do drinks. They have a good time. We see a girl come up to Tony tells him how much she just loves his singing and enjoys it and um you know which is cool he enjoys you know knowing that people do actually enjoy his singing mia has a great time she says he's not who she thought he was he goes to kiss her good night and this time we see that she's going to let him but then her door opens it's her ex he's brought sophie home early again awkward for tony But um, he kind of walks away. Mia says she'll be right in, apologizes. But Tony says, you know, it's okay. When you walk in the middle of someone's life, you can't expect them not to have one. What a great guy. He really is a great guy. So we see um, Tony and Bella heading out with balloons in the morning. And at the same time that Mia and her daughter are coming out of their apartment. So they invite them to come there to a special celebration for Uncle Harry. So they say, sure, we'll come along with you. So they arrive and it's at a nursing home. The worker tells Mia that Tony comes every weekend to see Uncle Harry and sings for everyone while he's there. But he's never brought a date. She says, oh, I'm not his date. The worker laughs like, yeah, right. I love all the classic Sinatra songs in this movie. We also get a dream sequence um, when Tony goes home and he 
he starts dreaming that Mia is singing to him. So we get to see Mia all decked out in retro dress and retro hair and singing to Tony. Mia fixes breakfast for her daughter. They talk. The daughter wants things to stay the same. But Mia has to tell her that she's working really hard at being happy because this isn't easy for her. But she's not going to get back with the dad. And we see that Mia is very clear on this. This is exactly, she's thought about it and knows that this is what she's going to and wants to do. Tony invites her to the rooftop and he gives her a gift. It's a book of poetry. They sing and they dance together and they kiss. So that's pretty awesome. We see her later at the end of the night and uh, she's in her bed reading the book that Tony gave her. We see her back in the classroom and something's changed. She's got her fire back. The students see, they notice. Two of the girls are like, up. Oh, she must be seeing someone new. The bartender also notices Tony and that he's in a good mood all the time. So we see that they make each other better and they make each other happy. They go out to dinner together. They talk, they're bonding, and she realizes that it was Tony at the movie theater that told her to stop talking. So Tony's like, you know, look at all this. It must be fate, all these different times together. So they're going to give it a try. He gives her a great goodnight kiss. And again, Tony dreams of them together, singing and dancing. But this time, after a few minutes, he sees her dancing with her ex in his dream, and the ex tells him he just wasn't enough. So we see that Tony still has self-esteem issues from the last one, that he's not enough. Tony brings cannoli for breakfast. The ex comes in with the daughter. We find he has a key, and Mia's like, well, we figure we share a daughter. He should have a key. Mia goes to help her daughter with something, leaving Tony alone with the ex, and the ex takes that time to let Tony know that Mia is his wife. And even though Tony's like ex-wife, the but he says, oh, no, this is all temporary. They're on a break, but he will be back. So poor Tony, because that's awkward. So later, the daughter asks to climb in bed with Mia. She asks Mia straight out if they're going to get back together. Mia says, no, they aren't. She's very specific with the daughter that she tried. She gave it everything she had. Um, they certainly didn't want divorce to be the outcome, but this is the way it is, and she does hope that the dad continues to do well. So the daughter realizes now that, okay, even though she wants change, that this is it, mom is done. So we see Tony leaving the building and seeing her ex come with baggage like he's moving in. And this guy makes him think he's moving in. He makes a comment like, see, I told you I'd be back. This guy's a real piece of work. She comes home and finds um, the ex-husband making dinner. He's staying with them because his place is being worked on. So he's staying with them for a couple weeks. She's not taking him back. And she doesn't want to eat dinner with him. She you know, shuts him down that this isn't a reconciliation. Tony sees the three of them coming out of the building like a happy family. Mia tries to talk to Tony, but he just really is acting weird, makes an excuse and leaves. We see the mothers watching. Mia texts um, Nick that uh, she and Tony are over and she's upset. Um, 
Tony's talking with his sister. She came back early for Bella, so Tony's sister's back. We see Tony at work. He's depressed. The moms are in the back of his work. We see them sitting at one of the tables saying they failed, but that they tried, but they need to stay out of their kids' love lives and let them figure this out for themselves. Back at school, um, we see that Mia's teaching and she's back to the depressing love poems and she's just really off the wall with this breakup and very depressing. So Nick pulls the fire alarm to quote, quote, save her. Bella brings um, her mom to meet the daughter. She and her mom are going to be getting an apartment in the building. Tony says he's happy that her dad moved back in, but she says, no, he's not back. His apartment is being worked on. So then Tony lights up. He asks where her mom is. She says she's watching boring black and white movies. So Tony knows exactly what theater she's at. He goes to find her at the movies. Tony says he thinks they have had a classic misunderstanding. She asks if he's with that brunette she saw him with. And he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, that was my sister. So then he says something about Casey moving back in. And she says it's never going to happen. Her hurt belongs to someone else. She knew it after just one kiss. They each say that their moms would have loved them being together. Then we learn both of their moms have passed away. Tony's doing a show. He closes with one of his mom's favorites, and he has Mia come up to help him sing it. Love the dedication at the end. This movie is dedicated to all of our mothers in heaven. We still feel your love every day. One of the couple of the quotes from this movie that uh, I thought were great takeaways were sometimes your soul needs to be reawakened by your passion to wake up. And the second one is when you walk into the middle of someone's life, you have to realize they already have a life already. I loved this movie. So my rating for this movie was four to five. Loved the chemistry with the leads. They were both fantastic. Um, I loved that it were, were fresh faces. We haven't seen them before. They were different. They just, to me, just shined. Um, both are great singers. The music was great. Um, the dream sequence where Mia got to sing and at the end, um, fantastic. Hallmark nailed this one. Everything was perfect. I love the way that they played it with the moms. You didn't know the moms were, were dead till the end. You just thought that they were in the background. When Mia's looking at an apartment, um, you see the mom there, but you'll notice that there's no interaction, but the actual interaction between Mia and her mom, but they make it seem like there is. And when she's getting dressed in her mom's in the apartment. So I like the way that we don't really know till the very end there that the moms have actually passed away. So I thought that was very nice, uh, the theme of, you know, that even though moms have passed, that, yeah, they're still watching over you, which was fantastic. Again, fantastic movie, um, fantastic music, Frank, Frank Sinatra um, music. Just fantastic. If you haven't seen this movie, see it. This is definitely one I would watch again. And um, nothing bad to say about it. Fantastic all the way through. So that's it. We'll see you back here next time.